It's time for the Fun Size Show! Okay, are you ready to rock? Yes, I am. I suppose. Welcome back to your Fun Size Bit of Pop. The Fun Size Podcast. The Fun Size Podcast. This is the only time anyone's ever described Ken or me as fun-sized. That's true. We are the, what, the economy version? <laughs> we're, the, we're what you get at Costco. When it comes to love, we're the guys you pick up at Sam's Club. We're built for comfort, not built for speed. That's right, baby. So today on our Fun Size podcast, we have Tim Powers joining us. Hi, everybody. Tim, tell folks where they can hear you on the internet, because not only are you a comedian, a writer a disc jockey, but you're also a podcaster. I am indeed, and occasionally you hear me on uh, on various and sundry Ken Mills, uh, uh, Ken Mills endeavors, but more likely you are able to hear me on Deep Dish Radio, available wherever you get your podcast. Just punch in Deep Dish Radio with Tim Powers. And, of course, my other show, which I'm kind of proud of, and Ken, you've been very, uh, very helpful and supportive in this. Uh, if you're a fan of comics and the Fantastic Four, Join me and my friend, uh, comics artist and legend John Bogdanov, as we go issue by issue through the Fantastic Four on a show called "It's Clobberin' Time" with Tim Powers and John Bogdanov, and uh, and we're we're just getting rolling on that, so you can jump right in. It's clobberin' time. Hold on to your hovercraft seats and get ready to blast off into adventure as we listen to "It's Clobberin' Time," the podcast. Well, Tim, I've heard the yes. first couple episodes, and I'm very excited about the It's Clobberin' Time podcast, and this is going to be excellent. You and John have a great, great bunch of chemistry on that show, and it's it's lots of fun. Thanks, Ken. There's uh, We have some pretty exciting things coming up. Uh, I just spoke with my friend, uh, cartoonist, oddball cartoonist, Scott Shaw, who is also a huge uh, Fantastic Four uh, fan, and he'll be joining us. Uh, at some point to to go through an episode or two and uh and scott is really funny and really entertaining and a comics historian unto himself check out the works of scott shaw just google him and make sure you put an exclamation point at the end of shaw very good well without further ado are you ready to play our silly little game show yes indeed i think our listeners have had enough ado all right well here we go i'm going to ask you to log your artist and song boop boop beep beep boop Okay, there it is. It is locked in. Yep. Are you ready to play? Let's hit it, Ken. Cue that intense, nervous music. Lock and load. Here we go. Question one. Is this a band, solo artist, or duo? Band. It's a band. It is a band. What decade would you say this this band was primarily big in? Solidly the 1960s, although still touring today. Still touring today. Hmm. Did this band have their own TV show? No. Okay. So that leaves out the Monkees and Paul Revere and the Raiders. Yes. Okay. All That's right. correct. Is this band's greatest hits a really greatest hits, or is it just like there's three songs on it that are worth hearing? There are... I like their entire library, however... Uh, the Greatest Hits is not a legendary Greatest Hits compilation. Mm -hmm. So you celebrate their entire catalog. I do. Uh, and to be fair, it's not very large. Hmm. 
Is it the association? It is not the association. Does that count as a guess or a... Or that was, a, that a, was a guess. Okay. One guess down. Great okay. guess, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Question four. No, question five. Question five. Thank you for keeping me honest. <laughs> uh, question five. Is this a band that there is a clear visionary or is it two visionaries? You know, like, for example, you have Mick and Keith and John and Paul. Is it one of those situations or is there one central songwriter kind of a guy? There is one central uh, leader of the group. Yes. One central leader of the group. But so, the word and is not in the band's name. So that leaves out Tommy James and the Shondells. Right. Also a good guess, but I don't think that counts as a guess, does it? No. No, that's that's just me you know, pointing out the obvious. And believe me, I need a lot of help pointing out the obvious any Anytime I can get near obvious, it's a good, good thing. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you have four more. You have four more questions. Two guesses and four questions. Right. Was most of their music melancholy? No. So we're looking at something happy. No, I did. I did. I didn't say it was happy. I know. I know. I know. But to me, like I look at the left bank, they're they're pretty. Sad. Everything's in a minor key, yeah. Yeah, everything's in a minor key. It's kind of Baroque music, you know. And, you know, if it ain't Baroque, don't fix right. it. The Left Bank is a, is a good guess, too. Wrong, but a good guess. Yeah, well, not a, not a guess, just more assuming. Sure. And, you know, whenever I assume, I usually make an ass out of me, so. Again, with the obvious. Mm-hmm. And since you said it's a rock band from the 60s, that lets out things like The Temptations, because that's more soul. Right. So, so more, more, more assuming, more assuming. Um, uh, hmm. So it's not a really big greatest hits collection. Uh-uh. Uh Like to me, that would leave out the Love and Spoonful just yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. Because that's a pretty big one. That one did really well for them. That's a continual seller. Oh, it's a great and and their body of work is is spectacular as well mm -hmm. what what country is this band from they're from the united states of america okay they're a u.s band so that leaves out like the moody blues or the zombies the yeah. zombies because i was thinking maybe zombies because you said still touring so they're still doing some of that yep and doing it very well by the way if you don't mind me saying so if you get a chance to see the zombies live in your town just do it Mm -hmm. They're in they're in great shape. Gosh. Does this band have like one super big album that they would play? You oh, know, start like, to finish? Yeah. Like like an Odyssey and Oracle or yeah. something like that? Uh no. They have they have a hit that everybody knows and it shows up on a bunch of anthology albums. Mm -hmm. But is, doing an album start to finish, I don't think they would do. Is Flo and Eddie in this band? Great guess, but no. You got so excited with your voice there. Hmm. Boy, now, boy, that music's bothering me. Um, they didn't have their own TV show. What state are they from? California. 
In fact, I'll, I'll lobby a, I'll lobby one even better. They are, uh, they were on the sunset. It's, I'll tell you, first of all, it's not Buffalo Springfield, but they were on the sunset strip during the riots. Hmm. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear yet. Let's see. <laughs> and did I ask if it were men in the band or primarily made up of guys, right? I did ask that question, right? You didn't ask that question, but as your 10th question, I will tell you that it is all men. All men. So that leaves mamas and papas out. So right. I have two guesses. Okay. Two guesses left. Two guesses left. Let's see. <clears throat> oh, this is going to suck so hard because I feel I've gotten close to something. But you're, you're pretty close. Yeah. Now, California you, band, you immediately think of the Beach Boys, right? Right. They weren't necessarily on the Sunset Strip. The Beach Boys weren't on the on the Strip? No. So that's that shoots that theory. Right. Gosh, there's so many bands that it could be, though. Hmm. Is this Jefferson Airplane? No. No, that's got Grace in it, yeah. Grace, the wonderful Grace Slick, so that shoots that in the ass. Boy, I'm bolloing here, right in the gutter, the gutter ball. I don't know, your guesses have been pretty solid, kid. I know, but... I'm I'm down to one guess. I have no more questions left. Okay, I'll lob you two. I'll, I'll lob you two clues. One is they are best remembered for, outside of their music, they are best remembered for a very prominent guest spot on a 60s-era sitcom. And two, their biggest hit leads you to believe that they are from somewhere else. Oh, my Lord. So it's a, a band that sounded... English, I'm going to surmise. I, I, I'm completely at the end of my rope. I have one more guess, but seriously, I can't think of who this would be. I'm, I give up. I stumped the great Ken Mills. You just, you know what? Do a hail mary pass. Throw your final guess. Ah, uh, gosh, I'm gonna kick myself in the ass. I, I know I am. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Nothing at all. Nothing there are at so all. so many options, and you can't narrow it down to I one. I know, I know. It just it drives me crazy. All right. Their 1966 Billboard number 11 hit, written by Ed Cobb, the man who also wrote Tainted Love for Soft Cell, it's Dirty Water by the Standells. Oh, my God. What a great song. Wow. Boy, I really bolo'd that one. Okay, enough with the buzzer. That's enough. <laughs> that, that guy doesn't like me. So without further ado or further ado, would you please do your best DJ voice and introduce the tune? Ladies and gentlemen, my friend Larry Tamlin and his band The Standells recorded right here in Los Angeles, California, singing a song about Boston. It's Dirty Water. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Tim, why did you pick that great song? Because I was trying to think. Uh, your your knowledge, Ken, is expansive, mm-hmm. and and I knew I would have to work really hard if I was going to make you work for this. And uh, you know, based on the guesses that you gave me, you you went through the maneuvers that I thought you were going to go through, and I also thought you would take into consideration who I am and what I would pick. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd I'd move just like a step or two below, and you know, pick a hit that's that's not a super hit, right? It's a signature song. Every every you know garage band knows it, and uh, and and what is it that's going to make you think a little harder than you know than a a, a top ten hit? Mm-hmm. And uh, and that one just popped into my head. You know, I was thinking about things like Louie Louie by the Kingsmen. I even, yeah. you know, I thought about that. And then I thought about, oh, there's just so many songs that came out, you know. But no, you stumped me. And it was painful. There's a whole bunch of one-hit wonders that, that came out of the, the Sunset Strip era. Um, in fact, you, you've heard the um, Sandoval's Where the Action Is Nuggets 4 collection, right? Yes, great stuff. Which is fantastic. And there's so much good stuff on that. You know, some of it, some of it charted, some of it didn't, but it's, it's all very, very tasty. When, uh, when that came out, uh, they did a, um, release party here in Los Angeles at the legendary Amoeba Records on Sunset. And, uh, I went and met, um, not only future friends, uh, Bobby Hart and PF Sloan, but also Jackie DeShannon and, um, gosh, and met the Standells, met Larry Tamblin and the, and the Standells and they all did live sets. Oh, wow. In fact, if you want to see something really cool, P.F. Sloan's version of a live version of Halloween Mary is on YouTube right now, recorded live at that event. And it was just uh, a transcendent to see Phil uh, playing live and just and in his element. And his backup musicians include members of the of the Wonderments and uh, and Andrew Sandoval himself. The Wonderments. Now, that sounds like a candy bar or a breath like Tic Tac freshener kind of thing. Well, it's either a breath mint or a candy mint. Maybe you're both right. Wonder mint power. Form of a fresh minty breath. <laughs> See, I, I've always loved the Standells. I mean, they were they were kind of the granddaddies of punk, you know, the, in the... Yep. In the right up mid- there with the guys that did Talk Talk and all those great garage classics, if you will. Yeah, who who kind of who took, you know, what the what the Kinks were doing and the Who was doing and then and then greased it up. And, and just really, you know, they were grungy, they were mean, they were, you know, not the, not the cleanest of guys, you know, the Beatles came along in their suits and ties. Um, but these guys were, you know, these guys were wearing jeans and they didn't shave and they, you know, they played some, they played some mean rock and roll Mm -hmm. while their songs were not necessarily melancholy. They weren't happy either. A lot of them were literally why pick on me. Yep. And this song has a bit of a reputation for its lyrics. Dirty Water? Yeah. Tell me more. Boston, you're my home, but it goes on and talks about frustrated women have to be in by 10 o'clock. Yeah. And I'm wishing and hoping that just once those doors weren't locked. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So he wants to go into this uh, girl's school and uh, hang out. Yep. And, uh, you know, the, the lovers, muggers, and thieves are all cool people. You know, That's I love right. those little throwaway lines. Uh, in addition, the yeah. I, I interviewed Larry Tamblin from the from the Standells, and he says, you know, this was recorded in like two takes uh, in a garage somewhere in Los Angeles. Just, I mean, 
with big old Ampex reel to reel machines in somebody's garage on a, on a, you know, Saturday afternoon or something. And I mean, the song just took off. Um, it took off in Boston and then Orlando and then just kind of spread like wildfire. And now you can't pick up uh, a sixties greatest hits collection without finding, uh, you know, dirty water and everybody knows it. Mm hmm. You know? Well, it's a great song, fun song, got a lot of attitude, and if, if Motley Crue were really cooler, they would have covered this. <laughs> you know, they spent so much time trying to act like they were badasses, and really, none of their stuff was as cool as this, so. There you go. Take that, Motley Crue. Yeah. I stumped the great Ken Mills. Am I, am I the first one to do this on the Fun Size Show? Oh, God, no. I, I lose I most of the time, but... The good thing is, is that the the listeners get to hear a cool song, and you did today. So That's glad right. to be a part of it, Ken. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on Fun Size. Now you can have a, a fun size on your way out the door. Now get the hell out of here. All right. All right. We'll see you, Tim. Baby Ruth, you're disgusting. <laughs> one guy asked if I had a hundred thousand dollar one. I said, Yeah, but this is about a buck fifty. <laughs> <laughs> And that's our show. The Fun Size Show is part of the Pop, a pop culture podcast network, a concept from the dumbass mind of the podfather, Ken Mills. Any samples of music or TV heard here remain the property of their owners. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of our staff. If you like something you heard, buy it today. And if you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or Twitter, and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying, remember to make every day fun-sized. There, that was romantic, right? Passionate, yeah. No, Brony, that was too little too late. Too little? You said it was a good size. When a girl says it's a good size, it's a nice way of saying that it's small. Hey!